What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Dork Depot. I have a very special episode for you today. I am your host, Gotis. Thank you so much for listening today. Today is the all-anime special with our first guest, BB Nerdy, my friend Nerdy, love of my life, one of my best friends ever in the existence of friends. She is so fucking amazing, smart, witty, beautiful, hilarious, intelligent, well-read, everything. It's amazing. I'm very much looking forward to this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it, too. Uh, We talk about a lot of animes, far too many to cover. Just know if there is a lot of, like, Naruto, Soul Eater, Bleach, Cowboy Bebop, uh, so many others. So we do talk about some spoilers. This is your spoiler warning. Enjoy the interview. Okay, make sure. No, I, I, I don't care about swearing at all. I mean, do you swear? Sometimes a little. I, I've never noticed. I cuss a little. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um? Are you ready? I'm terrified. Do you want to do like a? I'm nervous. <laughs> do you want to do like a salmon noise for good luck? Yes, and then um, just use nerdy or BB nerdy. I'll just do. I'll do nerdy. Okay. I don't really go by that anymore. So she's dead to you. She's dead to me. That's the most emo thing you've ever said. I don't go by that anymore. It's my dead name. It's my dead name. (laughs) Do I do do some salmon noises? Do you want to do them together? Yes. You ready? Is that how we're gonna start the podcast? (laughs) No, this is just to get the get the wiggles okay. out, you know? Okay. All right. I'm ready when you are. Mm-hmm. I've been recording this whole thing. It's going to be our intro. Oh, beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we're, on, we're recording. We're doing this. Um, okay. One, welcome to the Dork Depot. Yay. Yippee. <laughs> and two, hi, nerdy. Love your face. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be doing this. So we've been talking about doing this for a long time. Yes. And through a combination of laziness and (laughs) busyness and interest everywhere else, we have not done this. We've been needing to. It's been on our list of things to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I was really disappointed because I thought Farrakhan was going to be the first guest. And I was like, that just doesn't feel right to have Farrakhan as the first guest. Like, it should be nerdy. And now it is. So I'm, glad, is. I'm glad I blew him off. <laughs> I don't Who need needs him. him? Yeah, I don't need him in here tinking all the time. Tinking. He always be tinking. Now you got me here tinking. Yeah, I know. With your tinking. No, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> So we're doing the anime episode. We're going to be talking some anime. And before we start, why don't you uh, tell us who you are as a person? As a person. Okay. <laughs> what I love what qualifies you as an <laughs> e-girl to talk to me Ooh. about anime? All right. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me give it to you. Let me hand it to you straight. Okay. Um. So I'm hi. I'm nerdy um i've also been called astrosi on the podcast a few times i go by either or um i've been in, no astrosi's dead we don't use that name she's anymore. she's dead to us we don't know her uh, <laughs> i have been an 
um, avid anime watcher and fan since I was like super young. Um, over the years, I have watched countless um, anime and so far have collected over over 150 manga. I lost count. I, I have no idea. You have that many manga? Number. I have so many. I have oh a lot. Oh my God. I know. And the manga is a relatively like new hobby of mine. So that's been in like the last two years. Um, I've also started or to like show my love for anime in real life, such as getting the Pokemon car wrap that I have, the Atasha. Um, and getting, I have a manga half sleeve with a bunch of anime love, three of them being Naruto, which we'll talk more about that later. Um, and the Atasha is actually of my favorite Pokemon, which is Espeon. So I also love like the video game side of anime. And I also love manga and then anime itself. But yeah, I'm a big old otaku. Let's go. <laughs> um, there's so many, so many words in there. So many like <laughs> weeb words. Oh yeah. Um, so the the TLDR, you know your way around some anime. You've been watching anime for a hot minute. I think so. I'd like to think so. Yeah. And you don't. I think a lot of people, especially as anime has gotten really mainstream, and you still have a lot of like super sweaty tryhard nerds that try to like gatekeep women out of anime oh yeah they're like really keen to jump on like oh they probably watch like shonen like oh you just watch naruto you're not an anime fan let me make something very clear for everyone listening this girl watches anime that i have never like the most obscure <laughs> yeah like weird weird <laughs> romancy like every like every genre of anime other than you're not a big isekai fan no i'm an isekai which, hater i'm sorry which is probably <laughs> one of like the more popular tropes and i'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll we're gonna circle back around to this at some point maybe but so like the gamut of anime that she watches is really impressive and then it's never surface level anime watching or reading with Netty or um, with with Nerdy. It's like you can have a real like scientific torn apart anime conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Hence why do you're doing this podcast and no one else is. Exactly. <laughs> no offense to my other friends that say they listen to this and don't and we're gonna find out because i'm gonna call one of them out right now and we'll see if he says anything but could you imagine I, dordan doing this oh yeah he would talk about one anime yeah it would just be one time. anime and then he would just shit on everyone else's opinion about it so it's like <laughs> having somebody that's actually really well versed in anime is a big difference so yeah and open like i'm always open to like trying something new if someone tells me this isekai is really good i'll give it a shot more than likely, I will not watch it or like watch through it, but I will give it a shot. You, know? you have watched or at least started any and every anime I've ever recommended, like that we yeah. started to watch. Like you're like, yeah, let's watch it. And like, even if it's a slow episode one, you're like, okay, let's watch the next episode. So yeah, I watch until I either really get into it or really, I give it three episodes is my rule. Is that the rule three episode? I think that's a fair. Yeah. I think that's a fair. I think that's good for any show, really. Agreed. Any show, like, um, any well written show. Yeah, because I remember watching Breaking Bad for the first time, and the first episode did didn't do it for me. But once I watched a few in, once I got honestly a season in, I was like, 
okay, I gotta watch this entire. I there like it's just yeah. I just had to keep watching. It just like any show that can really get you, and I'd say three episodes is gonna keep you. But even the first season, just like giving it a chance, I feel like is important too. Yeah, and there are, and I'll I'll actually talk about it later. But there's an anime that's near and dear to my heart that I think really the first episode or the first season is it's a hard watch to get through that first season. Yeah. And um, after that, I think it really shines. So pops off. Yeah. Pops off. Um, so you you know yourself some anime. I think so. Feel like. If I, for everybody that's really trying to get a grasp of who nerdy is as a person, I can sum it up with two points. One, she marries Shane in Stardew Valley consistently. <laughs> I think that says a lot about her as a person. I, yeah. <laughs> and two, she's a Leo. I am. Let's go. Yeah. So I think Leo, I mean, I could have just said you're a Leo and then everyone would have known you would marry Shane in Stardew Valley <laughs> or vice versa. I feel like you could work yeah. that backwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the I can fix him attitude. Yeah, it really comes into a lot of the anime. I, I never noticed that about you. I've never <laughs> I've never noticed that he was like a project to you. Yeah. Um, so what? So we have a list of stuff here that we were going to talk about and we could just go down the list or we could jump around whatever you want to do but i think it makes sense to what got you into anime originally like what was your first anime what what hooked you into anime oh god this is a long one okay um so the first quote unquote i'm air quote scene with my fingers but you you can't see um anime that i watched was would have been oh god would have been my neighbor totoro like it was the first thing i watched when i was i had to be like six years old very very young um because my daycare person had it on vhs tape tells you how old we are um and every week i would pick that movie to watch every time it was my turn to pick a movie that would be the one i'd watch every single week for like three years it was my favorite movie and that's kind of where i'd say it stemmed from including watching like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh on tv um any of those kind of like shows that would run on tv um and that kind of i'd say jump started it um my first like official anime that i was like i want to get into anime as a genre um like the first thing i clicked on it had to be netflix probably um was this anime um, called Girls Bravo, which unfortunately is a very etchy anime. So as a 13-year-old eighth grader who is just trying to find cute, wholesome anime, um, that probably wasn't the best option. (laughs) But I just clicked on something that looked cute. And um, the unlucky streak of me running into curvy, etchy anime continued for a while with like you watched rosario and vampire um you know like that was probably the third one i clicked on uh yeah b got hk heaven's lost property like very anime a 13 year old probably shouldn't be watching um that unlucky streak kind of kept going until one of my really good friends showed me soul eater and i think that's where the love for it really took off um like watching those kind of more action kind of soul punching anime that just really like i don't know they capture you and they really put you into this world um dolls are amazing and watching like 
Madoka Magica, Toradora, it's kind of more romancy, kind of more dark, you know, those really got me into it and made me addicted to anime and why I feel so hard in love with it. Um, awesome. So yeah, I think, yeah, that's great. Um, Soul Eater, you got me watching and yep, we've been watching yep. that together. So Nerdy gave me a list of anime they she's like, cause she's seen more anime than I have by far. She's way more versed in anime than I am. And you sent me a list of like, not only did you send me a list of anime, (laughs) you like broke it down, like, like you organized them, you like put them in order of how I would like, which one would be better to watch than the others, like little synopsis of each one. And then there was like a couple of them that you're like, you have to watch this one with me though. That was the, Yeah. yeah. And Soul Eater was on there and I could see why that's like a great anime to hook you. Oh, absolutely. It, I feel like it's a good, like, just first one for anyone. Uh, I'd include that. Any, like, because, I mean, yeah, Pokemon, like, the big three, they're good to start you on, but they're not easy to watch because they're so long sometimes. I agree. I feel like that's a good one to just, like, grab, you know? Yeah. And finish it in a week, you know? What is your... What's your favorite part of if you dissected an anime into, you know, characters, plot, soundtrack, art, story, what's your favorite part of an anime like? Oh, good question. Um, And I know they, really... they all go hand in hand to build a cohesive right. anime, but of they like, definitely... if you had to break it down, like what one specific part of an anime is what hooks you? I'd say, like, a unique story. Like, it has to be something different, something I haven't already watched before. Like, there's some romance anime that I'll watch, and it's like, I've already seen this, like, three times. You know? Like, I've already seen something exactly like this. And same with some, like, shonen anime. It's like, okay, like, no offense to jujitsu fans. I also like the show, but it's like, okay, this is Naruto. (laughs) Like, like, okay, I think Naruto again. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like shonen tropes in general are very recycled yeah and i think a lot of people i i will say this when it comes to shonen i think people forget what shonen is geared for because it's not geared for adult anime or manga fans right it's like shonen is very geared to the young adult like the 10 to 14 year old audience right and when you if you get hooked on anime through shonen and uh, i think a lot of people like my age there wasn't anime on at all until we got toonami on cartoon network oh yeah Um, and toonami was really the first to bring it was dragon ball it was actually i think dragon ball z if i remember correctly i don't think we really got dragon ball here initially we got Dragon Ball Z, and I think that hooked a lot of, um, you know, guys. And and it was yeah. my first anime to answer the question was Dragon Ball Z. It was on oh. Toonami, and it had everything. You know, I would have been probably nine, ten years old, maybe. I think the first time I ever saw it. And when you're a ten year old boy, and you just have like this ultra Chad, like Goku. <laughs> like yelling and powering up every one of my friends. We all try to turn super Saiyan at some point in our lives. We've all tried to do a Kamehameha. Um, 
it's got this kick-ass soundtrack. It's got one of the coolest villains in Vegeta and then Frieza. Um, you know, it was just like you were you get gun ho about like Gohan, who we felt was like our age being a badass. And you get hooked on that, and that becomes your anime like choice. Is yeah. like okay, I like sh- I like this style, and then the other shonens kind of made their way over in Naruto and Bleach, and then you know later down the road, like we have you know like One Piece, and it's all the same story though. When you really break it down, and yeah, yeah. if you're not willing to be like, yeah, hero is training hard to overcome an enemy okay beats the enemy just barely now the enemy is his friend now there's a new enemy that beats the hero now the hero trains again to be it's like yeah yeah at its core there is a there is a process that works that's why they use it right right right. um so when you get into those other animes that are a little deeper and have different plot and different context. Even if like you can still identify that pattern in it, but when you get to stuff like Soul Eater or, um, you know, like Cowboy Bebop or just stuff that maybe had more like adult theming to it, you start to open up a whole new world of anime. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> So, and I guess to answer the question for me, um, probably, I think the, I think the characters, I think really good characters can overcome a lot. And I feel, I I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to talk about, but there are some animes that I feel like the plot isn't that great, but the characters are so endearing or so unique that it will pull you through it even if the rest of the story isn't great definitely agree absolutely but man bad music can ruin a fucking anime honestly i think that's one of the biggest like pros to anime over mangas is a really good soundtrack that you don't get with manga yeah really good intro really good outro like i go hard for a good anime op (laughs) I mean, hypothetically, hypothetically, if you were just, I don't know, going to rank your top five anime OP intros, um, (laughs) we definitely weren't segueing into something that we had this whole thing planned around. Not Uh, at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we wanted to talk about anime intros, right? Um, Yes. Yes. I did five. I also did five in an honorable mention. You did five in an honorable mention? I sure did. I totally did an honorable. I definitely didn't leave that blank. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got something. It's, it's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. I pull everything out of my ass. Uh, did you have this like like five four three two one? Do, sure do you have this in an order? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do who do you want to go first? So we'll just you go first, and we'll just bump. Back no, and you forth. go. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for for number five on my top five anime intros, um, I picked. And I, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, man, it would be cool if we played like the intro while we talked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I'll get copyright striked immediately yep, playing immediately. Shonen music. <laughs> uh, so go Google these or YouTube them or find them on Spotify or something. Um, find them on Spotify. Like you found this podcast. Uh, yes. I have Bluebird from Naruto. Good one. 
Uh, yes. And there are a lot of Naruto themes, and I, I could have done all five of these with Naruto intros, but I, I wanted to keep myself to one per anime. That's fair. I yeah, felt that's like that's also what I did. Okay. Yeah. I felt like that was was a fair way to do it. Um, the the thing that I really like about the intro, not just musically but visually. Yeah. Visuals are important. And you may not remember this, but there's like, so you get like the soft vocal intro and then it's followed up by like a shot of Sasuke's like panel from the manga and yep. then like Naruto staring back. And then it's like a shot of Sasuke's sword and then like Naruto's kunai. And then it's like Sasuke's Sharingan and then it's um, Naruto with like tears in his eyes. And it's like a really good representation of like, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Naruto after 800 years, it's a really good like representation of like Sasuke chasing power and not realizing like Naruto isn't chasing power. He's just chasing Sasuke. Like he just wants Sasuke back. Yeah. And then it's like literally a shot of Naruto on his knees. Um, like it's got the shot of like Sasuke when they run into him and ship it in and he's like on the cliffside and there's kind of like, you have like Sasuke up top and it shows like Naruto falling and it's like a lot of like yin yang symbolization going on. Um, the only part of the, of the video that I don't like is it for some reason they included a bunch of random ass Jinchuriki from like the filler yeah. episodes in it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and I don't know why why they did that. Um, I hate the filler Jinchuriki. I don't like them, but I know I get it. Yeah. But the song just fucking hits and like the music with the paneling is so good. You could definitely tell at that moment they were trying to make the filler Jinchuriki like trying to like get it into your head like th like these are important you know and it's just like a weird way of doing it yeah and i feel well i can we could, we i could talk about the war arc later but. <laughs> but yeah that's my number five yes okay my number five um it's actually a newer one Ooh. um it really like hit me in the soul when i saw it um it's the oshinoko op um that you me and Jordan watched. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yes. Um that one the immediately the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is going on my Spotify playlist. Like this is going to be I'm gonna be obsessed with it for the next four to eight weeks, you know? Um but it is fire. It is dark. Um it really encapsulates like the um the darkness but also it sounds adorable it like it visually and it just looks adorable but it's so dark and really hits like how dark the music industry is like the idol industry is and how oh yeah and I, that's a great really, anime it's so good oh, it is really good i want to rewatch it now just talking about it i know <laughs> But yeah, it just really sets the vibe for the entire show, kind of like the creepiness, the dark, but also the adorableness. Like, it's all of it together. So, yeah, that's my number five. It really hit me as soon as I watched it. You know, oh, the newer good. one is good. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've got 
I've got to, I have one newer one for sure on here, but, um, I mean, I don't have anything I think super old either, but, uh, so the next yeah. one that I have on my list is battle cry from Samurai Champloo. And okay. it is the weirdest fusion of English hip hop and lo-fi like samurai tones it's the artist that did it um uh Hajin Siba passed away like really young like shortly after he was like 36 oh, wow. and he did yeah. this music but it's like this lo-fi rap it's got some awesome lyrics but then it also has this like noir art style with the music it is so different than anything else and it's so chaotic and almost like incohesive, but it really fits the storyline of Samurai Champloo since the main character like is really the same way. And it's like a very music focused anime. Um, and then it's just got like this cool outro of like feudal Japan in a spinning record as it like goes in and it's a really cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. It's a really cool song and it, it's not on Spotify, I think. I think you actually have to go onto YouTube to find it, which is weird. I hate that. I just like being able to like be in my car and put it on your plate. I know it's frustrating, yeah. but that's my number four. Your number four, okay. My number four. My number four. Um, this is kind of a weird one because I've actually never watched the anime. I've only read the manga, but I love the season one OP so much. Even though I haven't watched the anime, it's just a good song altogether. And is the Chainsaw Man OP. Mm. I love it. It is. I'm obsessed with it. I haven't even yeah haven't watched the show, um, but I feel like the song is just one so hype. It's just a hype song. The visuals are amazing on it. You see exactly what you see is what you get. Basically, you know what you're getting by watching the OP. It's like, all right, I know what's happening. It's going to be goofy. It's going to be action packed. And after reading the manga, yeah, that's exactly what you get. And the song is just amazing. Whoever, I forgot his name, but whoever sings it is just awesome. The vocals are gorgeous the entire song is amazing did that get picked up for another season i feel like that was like they didn't get a lot of episodes i feel like season one kind of just came out like not too long ago um but i know it's going to be picked up for more because it is so popular but yeah that's my number four Ooh, okay i like it i like it all right you ready for my number three yes you're gonna like this one okay it's residence from soul eater uh yeah Yeah. i I was worried like maybe this is just recency bias because when we started working on these lit like putting this podcast together we were watching it yeah um but even now like having gone back through and like okay is there any final changes or stuff i want to make it's still got to be on there It, it just is so damn good and yeah the amazing (laughs) nothing about the music is like soft for effect it just like it starts hard and it just goes hard throughout the entire song the art style i am such a sucker for the art style and soul eater and yeah it's so unique it's so unique and there's like so many like just like i like that there's 
more than just a hero and a villain in it. There's kind of like, you have like Dr. Stein and Medusa and you kind of have like, they're more of like an anti-hero, like with Dr. Stein, for example. Like I just, it's so on the surface, it appears so simple. And then after three episodes, you're like, oh my God, okay, what is going on here? This is a totally, this is a different thing than what I thought I was signing up for. And the music just brings you with it through it. It's so good. And just the sound effects, like in general through the anime Soul Eater is a really good. Yeah. The OP really hypes it up. Like it does. It's so good. And it's crazy because that is also my number three. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) That is also, yep. (laughs) It is so good. Um, Yeah. The music is hype. The visuals really tell you that it's going to be again like a like a fun you can see like the fun in it the goofiness the but also like the creepy seriousness behind it too like it gets all of it in that intro and then the song is just hype it's just a hype song it's so good i love it it it's a banger banger i almost put it higher on my list but i felt like i was just doing that because it was more recently in my head but man that's even fair. now i feel like it could go above two i don't know yeah above my one though it's hard because i could have put any of them on my list anywhere and they would have fit just fine you know yeah i mean i think really four three or two three four and five are pretty interchangeable in terms of where i would put them absolutely yeah i feel like my one is like comfortably my one though same i yeah same absolutely same girl same yeah what's your two all right so my two and i think you guys will kind of start to see the theme here is mixed nuts from spy x family stop that's my number two is it yes so okay i love just like i'm a sucker for anything with like that paneled art style Yes. That it gets. And it's this, it's like very reminiscent of the Samurai Champloo. And it's very, very reminiscent of my number one. Um, it just like you have this like super stylized, like over the top kind of art. And then it's like you get this like comically bad drawing with like the Anya Forger scenes. And like yeah. she drew it. And I just love anything that's like pop jazz is I'm such a sucker for. So absolutely same here like the old school like crime show vibes that you get from it the visuals the song itself is just a banger um i memorized that entire song in a day and i don't even speak japanese like it's so good and it's so it's (laughs) the show itself it's so like cute and wholesome and it sets you up for an awesome really adorably fun show and the song itself tells you that that's another one too that's like at first you're kind of like okay this is cute but there's a lot more plot to it than you start like as you're watching it and things start to develop yeah you know where if you're if you're so accustomed to that shonen style it might bore you at first because you don't see the obvious like warring you know ninja tribes kind of thing like ninja villages so (laughs) um but it's there it's yeah hidden in the leaves <laughs> see what i did there? Uh, <laughs> um all right so my number one or should we do yes. honorable mentions up to you um do you have an honorable mention of course i do i totally came prepared okay. um Perfect. how many honorable mentions do you have i just have one okay i did two on the okay. fly love it 
So one of my honorable mentions is Go from Naruto. Yeah. I felt like that could have been there in place of Bluebird, but since I only wanted to do one, I decided to do Bluebird over Go. And then even though I have not watched the anime, it's iconic enough that everybody freaking knows it. Yep. Gotta catch them all. I feel like that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of those songs that like everybody knows when they hear it. Oh, absolutely. I want to be the very best. It's like, I know what's happening. I know. (laughs) No, those are good. Yeah. My my honorable mention was actually the Spy Family ending. Like the... Oh, okay. Yeah. Song. Yep. That it's just so chill. It's so vibey. It really just makes you love the family even more. Just seeing the end credits roll and them dancing together. And it's the most adorable thing. And the song itself... um, it's just so sweet. It's so wholesome. And the person that wrote the song pretty much was in a similar place of the family. And so I think it's really cool. It seems like Lloyd is singing, is singing it. That's kind of the vibe I got. Oh, that's it's just cool. so sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. it's one of the few, I think Soul Eater too intro outros for certain animes like that you just watch every time even if you're binging it you're not skipping through them that's like that's the testament to a good good soundtrack of any kind yes uh so my number one and based on my mix nuts and my battle cry from samurai champlo i'm sure a lot of people can kind of guess where 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 i'm going with that is gonna be tank from cowboy bebop um, yes. it's yeah yoko kano's come on he's just like one of the greatest composers um it's played by the seat belts if people want to know the actual band that did it and the entire soundtrack of cowboy bebop's anime the original anime is 10 out of 10 it's just chef's kiss it's jazz you get that like three two one let's go it's just so damn good and i mean at the time when Cowboy Bebop was airing on, I don't know if it was Toonami or if they were calling it Adult Swim at the time when it was like the at night and you're like 13 and you see Faye Valentine for the first time, you start to like push yourself through puberty very quickly. <laughs> so like those, again, that like paneled, like old crime showy. Yes. I, I'm getting hot thinking about it. I love it. <laughs> like even watching the anime with you, the intro was so, it's it's hard saying hype every single time, but it is. It just is. <laughs> like, it really sets you up to be excited about the show. And the every episode of Cowboy Bebop is actually musically, like, named. Every episode is titled after, like, a dance or music. So it's, like, a big that. part of, like, the theme of, like, the episodes are kind of written around. And that just perfectly encapsulates, like, the show. That's my number one. I love it. All right. Yeah, my right. number one. My favorite of all time. Know all the words. I'm, I'm I doing the it. shack wiggle right now. Yes, shack wiggle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is um sign. The um Naruto ship. Oh yeah. Um opening number six. It is my absolute favorite. I'm, um it's really I, I don't know that I would have guessed that was your favorite one out of those. It is my favorite, and I love it. Um, it really hypes up the Pain versus Dry Fight mm-hmm. and the Itachi versus Sasuke. Like the visuals are amazing. The song is epic. Um, 
no one can put me off this hill that that is like the best i will stand on that hill i will die on that hill that that is one of the best naruto openings just because of how well i'm a dry simp and you know this you are <laughs> i'm like i know I and you're a leo him. i'm learning I so know. much <laughs> <laughs> like i love him so much and so that entire arc is so deeply rooted in me important to me so that opening has a special place in my heart i love it do you want to know how i know dordan's a psychopath Yes, I do. Uh, I don't. He doesn't like Jiraiya. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> like super red flag. Right? This is actually just an episode of me and Nerdy making fun <laughs> of our friend Dordan to see if he listens to this podcast. Which, by the way, I've been doing content creation in some way for I don't know eight years, either streaming on Twitch or doing YouTube or doing podcasts or whatever it may be. And I don't think Dordan has ever listened, watched, followed, subbed. No. Ever. No. Ever. He's buying dinner when we go see him this year. Oh, he better. I'll buy us That's happening. Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. He's better. Yeah. He's Dordan, buying. you're buying dinner. And yes. failure to acknowledge this conversation is um, consent that you're buying it. Agreed. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I awesome. I think that was I I love that we had some of the same ones on there. Yeah, that's a solid. One. I spot. like that two of them were in the same. Yeah, spot three three too. and two were were the same. That's amazing. Um, so we talked about music in anime. Let's just talk about anime now in general. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I, I don't know how many you put down here that you wanted to talk about. But what do you think is some of the most overhyped, overrated oh God. animes? And this is going to be, look, fan bases, it gets to a point where you have to admit maybe your anime is a little overhyped. I think you can make a case yeah. that any anime is overhyped. Yeah. It you know, mean depending. it's bad. It doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. It but it can be mean- overhyped. Absolutely. And I feel like that's what turns me off to some anime is because it's so overhyped. I'm like, Ugh. like, uh, I don't want it to disappoint me, you know? And with my first overhyped option, I feel like it definitely disappointed me from all the hype. And that's My Hero Academia. Ooh. Um, so many people. Nettie is looking to pick fights. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm throwing hands. Nerds is looking for fights. <laughs> um, such a big fandom. And I wanted to love it. I, I really did. I watched the first five episodes. I really gave it a chance. I had to rewatch the first episode at least five times because I would watch it and I'd be like, yawn, and then not do it ever again. And then I had to keep coming back to it. And I finally forced myself through five episodes. I had to force myself. And that's what sucks. I want to, though, because I wanted to give it a chance. Um, but it's just not my vibe. It's overhyped. The characters aren't appealing to really look at personally like they don't capture me um i'm also not really a big superhero person i do like marvel but like i don't gravitate towards it people have to force me to watch that kind of stuff and it's nerdy hates america confirmed (laughs) i just it's not my vibe personally i get why people like it like the characters are goofy um well i could take some heat off of you because we were just talking about this the other day in discord oh I have not watched any of the Marvel movies. 
Oh yeah, yeah, you have it. Yeah, other than like the Avengers series, I I literally watched them because they were so. It was during COVID, and uh, oh, yeah. there was nothing else to do, and I had just had my first kid, and she was an infant, so like I was just home with her. We couldn't go anywhere, and that's what I was doing. I I watched those three, and I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't related to this list at all. I felt like those were kind of overrated. I never really I never really watched the Avengers even. Like yeah. I've watched some Marvel movies, but I haven't watched the Avengers. Like you won there's so many I thought it was a series of three movies that told like a story. Yeah. But it's not. It's like you need all the ancillary information from all the other Marvel movies. There's so many plot points from like Oh, well, if you didn't watch Thor, then this like first half of this movie isn't going to make sense. So it's like, well, I don't want to watch fucking Thor. I just exactly. want to watch Avengers. Thank God I watched Guardians of the Galaxy because I would have been really confused <laughs> if I hadn't done that at least because I did like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Those were good. I Those were but the first ones I watched. I'm not. Look, I'm all for a series if they're good. I'm not watching 28 movies to hear your story. It's not happening. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. So that in turn, what's your overhyped anime? Um, there is a lot here and that I could have put. I, I wrote down a bunch, but I was like, I don't know which one I really want to talk about. Yeah. But you were bold. You went after a fan base for sure. <laughs> I'm going to go after a fan base, too. And this is sorry. Oh, but and when I say over. We said overrated doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that applies necessarily to this in a lot of ways. Okay. But Dragon Ball Super, the new one, the new anime that has come out for Dragon Ball, I think is extremely overhyped and overrated. Ooh. And if you're a Dragon Ball fan and you're already getting upset, you're part of the problem. Okay, let me just tell you right now. So go hug your Android 18 waifu pillow and take your fucking rant somewhere else because I'm not going to have it because and I I can already. Well, actually, in the manga with the granola and the Moro arc, it's right. No, nobody cares because we didn't get that in the anime. And quite frankly, I don't think those arcs are very good either in the manga. I've read them there. It's such a fan service anime and the power scaling does not make sense. And when your entire anime is based around power levels and like scaling that it it's gotta it's got to have some cohesion. You literally go from Dragon Ball Z, at the start of Dragon Ball Z, you have Goku, Piccolo are the two strongest on the planet. With Yamcha, Tien, and Krillin, like, just behind them, they're all very close to one another. Yeah. And then you have the first Saiyan shows up, and that's like this monumentally stronger foe that they have to work together to beat. And then they have to surpass him. And then you get Vegeta, who is like 10 times stronger than that. And that's all supposed to come up to the buildup that Frieza is way stronger because even Vegeta is terrified of Frieza. 
and you see how strong Vegeta is compared to everybody else. And that level of like power levels on like the hundreds to the thousands, ten thousands, and then you get Frieza in the millions. And that is a really wide range to cover, but it makes sense. And it makes Goku's transformation into a Super Saiyan and then ultimately handling Frieza super interesting. But then things really start to get weird when, like, you just have some guy who's making androids that are stronger than that. Like, if he had the technology to do that, why didn't he just, like, take over the world before? Right. Because Frieza was conquering the universe because nobody could stop Frieza. But this guy just like casually built two androids in his basement that are stronger. And it's like, okay, where is this fucking guy the whole time? Exactly. And and then you get into super and like you have this monumental of like they introduce like gods and now Goku's fighting gods. (laughs) And then for some reason, Krillin can fight Goku who he hasn't trained in five years. It's like none of the scaling makes sense. I don't understand why they do it. It undermines everything that they built. So there. Sorry. Had to be said. That's your one. No, I love it. Yep. Uh, did you have another one or no? That was my only one. Okay. Yeah. Only had one. yeah. That's fine. We can leave it right there. I think I've angered enough people. Fair enough. <laughs> me too. So nerdy knows me. Hasn't known me for a long time. We've been friends a long time. Mm -hmm. You may be surprised to find out that this is, in fact, just a small podcast, and I have no sponsors. But that doesn't mean we can't take a quick commercial break. break. (laughs) We're going to take five, and then we'll come back. Slay. Slay Boots House. There you go. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That should be our intro. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think I was a day late on it, though. Fair. Womp womp. Womp womp. Well, everyone will just know that we had a good laugh, and they won't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Idiots. Um, we're back. Woo. Are you ready? I'm ready. I just started recording. I didn't even ask you. Oh, fair. <laughs> I checked nothing with you. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, sidebar conversation, because it's, you know, it's us. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Are you... um? Are you on Skippy server? Um, he just invited me to it. I haven't been on it yet. Hmm. So, uh, Nerdy and I are big, big Minecraft players. For those that oh, yeah. didn't get the B Dubs reference there um, before, and our friend started a uh, a Skyblock. Sky. Who plays Skyblock anymore? Come on. Yeah, feed the beast. Skyblock. Something. <laughs> uh, no, it's something different, but it's essentially just Skyblock. I mean, it's. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. It's a big commitment, though. I want to finish my base on the other server. I know, Sam. And we got, like, bosses and stuff to kill over there. Yeah, crazy bosses. Crazy. That was crazy once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that out. Uh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, we talked about overhyped. Yes. What do you think are some underhyped or underrated, underappreciated animes? Yeah. I have, Again, I have one for this. Okay. Um, and that would be one of my favorite. Um, it's called Erased. Um, I know you haven't watched it yet. I was gonna say that's all. That's definitely on the on the Netty watch list. Yeah. Yes, and it's a huge one for me. 
Um, it's super emotional. It's a little, it has a little bit of goofiness in, in it as well. So it doesn't just only hit a serious note, but it's a huge mystery that just really throws you for a loop the entire time. It always has you questioning, making guesses at who did what, who did what. And, um, it definitely made me cry a few times. It is heartbreaking, but also just so beautiful. Um, the manga is beautiful. The anime adaption is beautiful. It's both just such an amazing story. Um, I don't get why it's not one of the most popular anime of all time. It's just Mm. so good. It's not super action packed and maybe that's why it's not up there, but it's such an amazing story and I can't wait for us to finish Soul Eater and watch that because it's just so good. And you, I know you'll love it. Um, I mean, you have a really good taste in anime and we'll talk about tropes here, I think in, in just a moment, but I am a fan of gritty and I don't feel like everything has to be a battle. Yeah. Like not everything needs to be a battle anime. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that actually goes hand in hand with my underrated anime mm-hmm. that I picked, which is The Promise Neverland. Oh, um, yeah. Which have you seen that yet? I don't. I haven't. Okay, I would. Lo- I will gladly rewatch that with you. Yeah. But it's another one that there's no bad. Like it's not. If you're like again, if you're a really big, just like I want Shonen, I want, I need Rasengan's. Like it's not for you, but. If you want to try to get into something that is a little darker, a little grittier, got some mystery to it, kind of like you're trying to pinpoint who is up to what and why, it's a great, great anime. And it's, I love it. It's it's dark. And I like that. I, I think yeah. it's an underused system and not just animes and mangas, but going into you know one of the things that i talk about a lot on this podcast as you know is D and i just last episode talked about the homebrew campaign nerdy is going to be playing in that campaign yes and uh, i could tell her right now you are there's going to be some dark mysteries that can be found if they look for it where it's not going to be battle initiative but they will have tall tasks ahead of them solving some some gritty stuff. And I feel like that can break up the monotony of overused, like, my daughter's been kidnapped. Free her. You know, I'm a nobleman. Right. I'm a shopkeep and they stole my goods. The thieves catch it. Like, there's a place for that. But there's also a place for, like, WTF is going on dark mystery stuff. Which is what I love. So that is definitely on the list for me to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I I am, it's funny because I'm very emotionless for the most part. <laughs> Once I had kids, I kind of like anything with kids now kind of gets to me. And The Promise Neverland definitely has kids involved. But even before I had kids, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I got feelings after all like there's <laughs> you. yeah it, it can it can get to you so it's I mean and I like that I want 
when I watch something, I want to feel that way. If I want to watch something dumb that makes me just go <laughs> funny, like I'll watch Family Guy, you know, or something like that. Kaijo. Yeah, that does Kaijo. <laughs> uh, the greatest anime ever made. Um, yes. Clearly. <laughs> So I guess that's actually a good segue because we kind of already touched on it. But yep. one of the tropes that I love is creepy and dark and horrific and gut wrenching. Like I like that as a as an anime trope. I don't know if that's yeah. a trope. Maybe you wanted to talk. About. <laughs> Honestly, mine are very. Um, so yeah, what did you yeah. did you want to like run through like how how did you want to tackle that? Um, because I have t- I have two. Good question. Uh, I have two that I love and one that I hate. Okay. Um, so, you have two that you love. You're a lover, not a hater, you know? I'm a lover. Absolutely. So I can I could talk about hate, because I have two and two. Okay. So um, I'll start with a hate. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some anime tropes, because anime is tropey by nature. Any genre of anything is tropey, right? If you yeah. look at, like modern day sitcoms is very tropey like the humor and stuff that you'll find in that and the the casting so the same thing happens in anime and again just because it's a trope even if it's a trope that i hate it doesn't mean that i can't appreciate it but it's kind of it's think of it more of like overrated underrated more than really hate love but um one of the tropes that i hate and this is going to be it's going to get some 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 fucking sad boys upset Mm-hmm. I hate hot female leads. Okay. I hate hot female eye candy characters for the sake of them. And I know that's like an anime proportion thing. The Rangikus and the Tsunades of the world. I get it. And I. it's not that I don't appreciate it. And it's not that 13-year-old Godus doesn't go, <laughs> boobs, and like enjoy <laughs> them. And like, oh, you could be hot and strong like you can be but i love female characters that aren't overly sexualized don't rely on it as any part of their character development and like some of the ones that come to mind for me is chi chi from dragon ball i think is a really good example Mm -hmm. of that she's strong she's flawed she's a good mother but it's never about the way she looks um Kashina, Naruto's mom, is never sexualized. Yep. Uh, Winry from Full Metal is even like with kind of the budding romance that is and isn't touched upon um, with. Um, oh, my God. I'm just, I kept Sorry. wanting to say Alphonse. That's the other brother. Um, uh, Edward. It's not about the way she looks and she's technically like she's technically savvy like that's her skill and then also uh rukia kuchki in bleach you know you have orihime and you have rangiku and bleach who are combined twenty four thousand pounds of boobs but <laughs> rukia goes through a real development arc orihime kind of comes across as like the sakura and I think Sakura is also another good one. She's never done slutty. Yeah. But Rukia gets this great character development arc of like, 
struggling to find herself, struggling about her past, struggling for family acceptance, working hard to get there. And then by the end of the final arc, which I'm not going to say because that some people only watch it through the anime and that arc is still ongoing. I won't say, but like the end of that final arc, like she comes to a full, there's a full character story there. So I appreciate that about her. So that's one of the ones that I hate. I just hate like hot and I dress slutty for the sake of it. Yeah. Honestly, that really leans into mine. Um, My one that I put on here was weak female characters in short mm-hmm. anime. Like how it's always like sometimes in certain ones, like, yeah, they're super powerful, but there's always going to be some guy that is just way above them, you know? And it's like, I get, you know, Shonen is made for, like, young guys. It is. And it's like, but that's not, in the end, who all watches it. Um, And Soccer, I feel like, is a good example. She did end up powerful, I'd say, in the end. But, like, compared to, like, when you watch Sasuke and Naruto in, like, the final, like, war arc, you know, it's like, okay. Like, she's there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this is actually funny that you're talking about this right now, but <laughs> this is going to be talked about later. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like specifically. But, yeah. Like she could have been so badass. I mean, she trained with Tsunade, you know, one of the legendary Sanian. Like she could have been crazy. She could have been crazy powerful. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, in the end, she's shown to be decently powerful. But why did it take so long? Like, why wasn't she like at least somewhat powerful during like the at least the first um like naruto itself not ship it in like when they're like the tuning exams like i know she's like that's a good arc for her like oh i didn't do very well in the tuning exams like i was i was pretty weak like that should have been like a catalyst for her to be super powerful you know like one 100 percent. i am yeah i am so with you on this right now Yes. So she could have been so cool if she just had some form of jitsu to use. I feel like in general, and we can go on any side tangents you want. Oh, yeah. I feel like female characters in general in Naruto got weren't done well. No. And I don't think it was like a conscious effort. I don't think, you know, Kishimoto was like, I hate women. I don't think that was what was going on there. I just think the way that he rode from his perspective. He focused on obviously yeah. the, and I get there's like the, the whole history of the story is, you know, Ashura and Indra, Hashirama and Madara, Orochimaru and Jiraiya and Sasuke and Naruto, like these yeah. brotherly love rivalries that all have a kind of a tragic ending up until the end. <laughs> So I get kind of why everything is focused around them. But you look at some of the choices, especially with there's one strong female character in Naruto, and that's Tamari. And like because she bodies Tenten, Tenten does nothing in Naruto and Shippuden, let's be honest. Eno kind of gets showcased a little bit, but is definitely outshined by Shikamaru and Choji. Yep. And like, can't even use her ability without Shikamaru and Choji there. Like, right. 
needs the backup of somebody else. And then you have Sakura, who they start, you know, there's that whole scene where when talking to Kakashi, you know, they talk about how Sakura has such better chakra control than Sasuke and Naruto. Exactly. That they can't compete with her. And she does the tree test like flawlessly, you know, where Sasuke and Naruto are struggling all night to do it. You know, they, they do these things to set her up so well. And you get that like great symbolic cutting of her hair, which I, I mean, I get is kind of, it's like a real teenage girl, like strong move. Yeah. But she's a young I People, I think lose track of ages in animes because they always kind of draw the character up. But I think in the tuning exam, like Sakura is like maybe 10 or 11, if I remember correctly. Right. They're young. Like people don't realize Itachi, when he kills his clan is 12, I think, or 13 in the manga. Like put yourself, he's not 20 something like he looks in the anime. Like this is a young child going through these horrors of. Yeah war and everything so like it it definitely changes the perspective so you know find me a 10 year old girl who's willing to slice her fucking hair off with a kunai in order (laughs) to stab somebody to protect her friends like you're not finding that in any hood i don't care where you go right so yeah i'm with you on that sorry all good you tanged into me no it was bound bound to happen we made it a long time we made it a long time without really going on the tangent (laughs) No, I love it. That's why, you know, I knew it was going to happen, especially in some of these that I have that I know this is like, this is going to provoke a goat tangent. And I oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> she wrote for this purpose. Uh, what else did you have on that? I'm sorry. I totally just took over. I apologize. No, that's that's all I have. Okay. Um, so I have one more hate because I have more okay. hate in my heart than you do, <laughs> as evidenced by that tangent. Uh, one of the other tropes that I hate in anime and I think there is one particular anime that really suffers because of this is inconsequential deaths. Ah, uh, uh-huh. And I have two great examples on this. Actually, I have three. In Dragon Ball, the whole concept of Dragon Ball is that there are Dragon Balls and the Dragon Balls can make any wish. And in Dragon Ball and in Dragon Ball Z... The caveat to that was they could only bring a person back to life once. And I felt like that was a good, it was a good way to make it so that everything had value because Krillin was already brought back and Pien was already brought back. You know, Goku willingly sacrificed himself in the first arc of Dragon Ball Z because he hadn't been resurrected and he knew he could be, but that was his one. He used it. And then they're like, well, actually, you know, there's like a whole other set of Dragon Balls and they could do it like multiple times. They can just unlimited. And actually, uh, one of those guys could just come to your planet and do the same thing. And then in Super, it's like, actually, there's these super Dragon Balls that can make any wish outside of what the normal dragon could do. And they could just bring back universes like as much as you want. It doesn't like. When you start putting that in there, it takes all stakes off. And I feel like it really devalues any risk in any kind of battle. Additionally, you look at something like Naruto. Naruto had both 
it had inconsequential deaths that were valuable. It had inconsequential deaths that were like fan service. And then it had deaths. And I think that's important. Like, I think that was fairly well done. Yeah. But you look at Gara dying and then coming back because Granny Chio sacrificed her life for his. That's powerful. Yes. You look at Jiraiya. Sorry, nerdy. Breaking my heart. I know, I know this is a hard thing to talk about. Touchy subject. But <laughs> that death is so impactful and so powerful in the story, in Jiraiya's story, in Nagato's story, in Naruto's story. It's important. Yeah. I'm going to have to put a spoiler thing at the start of this episode. Uh, <laughs> and then you have Kakashi's death, which is so powerful, but eventually inconsequential. Everybody in the leaf dies and then everybody just comes back for the sake of it. It was just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that wasn't like that right. felt weird in yeah. that spot. I would have rather and I'm not saying I want Kakashi to die, but I would have rather lost part of the village permanently than all of the village temporarily. Yeah. It was just a little bit of like a, like, why did that happen? Why did that need to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's my other hate. All the hate is out of my heart. Now I'm a free man. All right. Then we can talk about the love. Why can't we be? (laughs) Well, I guess like my first love one, um, so I might I have two loves and they're both have to do with I love romance anime. It's like it's one of my favorites. I love cutesy romancy bullshit. I just I can't get enough of it. Um and one of my favorite tropes from those are tsundere girls. For those of you who don't know, those are very sassy girls who don't show their love for the protagonist right away. It kind of develops over time. But they're still very sassy. They might hit them a few times. They might like basically the relationship I've been striving with nerdy for (laughs) seven, eight years. I've been friends with her, but okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's good. It has a term. Yes, and maybe because I can relate to them. I don't know. Yeah, you can. I love. I just love how they always warm up to the main love interest later in the story, and it becomes a very wholesome, like moment when they can finally put down that wall and just be okay with falling in love. Like, I love that. That's one of my favorites. Um, I think that's amazing. That's actually a really good trope that I would have never thought about. Yeah. It is kind of like a juxtaposition of one of my loves. Yeah. Did you have more that you wanted to add on that or? Oh, that was my, that was my one. Okay. We have two loves, right? Or no? I do. Okay. Because I only have really just one love left. Because the other one was I just love creepy dark. Oh, right, right. Like that was kind of, you know, so uh, you're going to you're going to end this segment for us then. But my other love that I have on here, I love the fake, dumb, brash, quirky character. And like the one that really came to mind is Blackstar. Oh, yes. Like I... As annoying, and then I also think of like Toby before the <laughs> yep. reveal. I love that kind of oblivious character. Mike Guy, I think, is another really good one, and Rock Lee. Like, yep. 
overly oblivious, overly confident, but at the very right times, like flips the switch and shows you like, hey, I'm actually here in present. It's really stereotypical. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that probably hate that trope. And I'm sure you're I, I would say you're just as right for hating it as you are for loving it. But when it's done right, um, yes. man, it's such a fun character. When you think that character that is not paying attention, kind of goofy, it talking about our relationship, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you hit me with like a D and D puzzle that you solved or like a solution, I'm like, holy shit, she was paying attention this whole Look time. At Look at you go. You little Clementine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, I just thought you were over there chasing fish or something. I love that moment <laughs> in a character where they surprise you. Yes, I definitely think Killer B could be on that list. Oh, Ab, that's a great example of that. Yeah, yes, and it's very, it's literally the same. You think A, and they give off A, but like deep down inside, it's really B, and it's kind of what you yeah. were just talking about as well, where it's like yes. You think they don't love you. You think they're just like sassy, but they do care. Right. Deep down. <clears throat> Deep down. It comes out later. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah, my second one is another romance one because <gasps> I'm sappy. Oh I'm sappy. You are. You are a little sappy, sappy sapster. So this is more of like a very stereotypical like anime episode trope. And that's a beach episode. Oh, I love a beach episode. <laughs> I go crazy for a beach episode. Every oh time we're like, God. it's summer vacation. We're going to the beach. I'm like, yes, beach episode. Let's go. I should make you watch the bleach beach episode. <laughs> this is the most it's fan so service thing in the world. I love it. I don't know why I love it, but like, I'm a sucker for a beach. I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> you are? Oh, my God. You know. No way. But. I love it's always a good romantic setting there's always something that goes on there's always some drama which i love i'm a i'm a drama queen i love it um always a good drama always good <laughs> love vibes something significant even though it's sometimes can be fillery something significant i feel like always happens on a good beach episode like i feel like this is happen. the most nerdy answer <laughs> i have ever gotten on anything I had to. I had to. Have. Yeah, this is this is if you want to know nerdy as a person, this is it right here. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it's like a lot of people hate them because it's like, OK, whatever. Another beach episode. But it's like it's so adorably fun. I don't I don't get why people could hate it. It's just a good a good old time. You know, it, I feel like it can come across as a fan service, but and that's fair, you know, who doesn't like a good beach? I like a good beach. I can't even think of beach episodes anymore now without thinking of the bluey beach episode. This is what having kids <laughs> does, by the way. And just like the dad yelling beach, like as they're walking to the beach. I don't know why. It's just that's all that comes to my mind now. It's dad life. Um, it's <laughs> great. That was not. I thought for sure going into this that I'd be able to predict probably most of your answers. I've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. <laughs> toes. Uh, <laughs> so the next thing that Nerdy and I were going to talk about, unless there's anything, anything else you want to talk about? 
Uh-huh. Any other random things that have come up that you're just like, uh, also? Also. Also. No, I mean, I feel like the tropes really lean into the the next one, which is kind of the more... It's like we put some thought into this. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Like the, like what popular or unpopular, unconventional kind of like anime opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So how many how many of these did you have that you wanted to talk I have about? Two. Okay, because I have three. Okay, so then you start. So we're going to talk about some unconventional, unpopular opinions, and maybe this first one isn't unconventional or unpopular, but I feel like it needs to be said. Avatar The Last Airbender isn't an anime and stop calling it that. It's not an anime. It's not an anime. Stop saying that you watch anime and then telling me that you watch Avatar Last Airbender. Stop saying that I'm not an anime fan because I haven't watched Avatar Last Airbender because I haven't. And you at this still po- need to. And at but- this point, I'm not gonna. No, I'm so tired of so many people. Like, oh, you like anime. You haven't watched that? No, because it's not a fucking anime. It's not anime. I agree. It's a cartoon. It's... Asian themed, but it's not an anime. Yeah. Bluey is more of an anime than Avatar: <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> there, I said it. It is an anime-inspired show, but it is not anime. Yeah, absolutely not. And I am a huge Avatar: The Last Airbender fan. Like it, no. Um, that's that's all I had for that. I I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just I needed to get that out. Get it off your chest. I, I did. It. Yeah, that was really weighing on me. <laughs> My first one, um, still keep it on like the romance trend. Uh, <laughs> I hate slow burn romance where it's like it's so slow that it drives you almost like up the wall. Like most of these anime take over 25 episodes for just like a touch or a handhold. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I spent 25 episodes for a handhold. I'm thinking what? of a book that you recently read right now that yeah. you were also ranting about this on. I was so. I don't angry. know if it was a manga or an actual book, but it was a book, okay. and it made me upset. Um, but I'm gonna give a shout out to one an amazing romance anime that really hits it out of the park, and that's um, Horimiya, which is a cute romance anime that moves fast but still has a good build up, like. They get together fast in the anime, but it still has a nice buildup of their relationship and how it like evolves, which is really cool. Um, so take notes of the romance anime, because what the fuck is this? I can't I can't be waiting 25 episodes for a handhold. That is it drives me absolutely up the wall. Like I get that in Japan, like romance is that kind of way. Like it does have like a very long, drawn out buildup. Not the Japanese but, videos I watch. Right. <laughs> But I can't do it. I can't do it. It it hurts my soul watching some of these. And I'm like, nope. I need something needs to happen before that. It's just nope. The ones I watch go from hand holding to bukake in about seven minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Seven minutes. Usually it's seven seconds. Well, I skip ahead. I don't watch the yeah, no, I would I would never get past the hand holding. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I would be I'd be burnt out by then. (laughs) Um would you say that you would rather have a shorter quality anime than stuff dragged out unnecessarily just to make it longer then? Like, would you yeah. rather have less episodes to consume? Yes. 
I agree. As long as the story is cohesive. Yeah. I think that's why animes like Soul Eater are so impactful because there is nothing wasted. Every second of Soul Eater is like we are moving forward. There's something happening. There's not filler. I remember watching when when we started watching Soul Eater and you start to see some of that like development. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to wait 97 years before I see how this plays out. And you don't. It's like next episode. We're we're fucking, how you doing? Keep it moving. Answering the questions for you. Yeah. And I love that. I appreciate that because I want the answer. I want to continue with the story. Like the story is why I'm here. I don't need it to be prolonged for the sake of prolonging it. Exactly. It's why nobody watches fucking One Piece or Fairy Tale. Honestly. (laughs) It's too long. I'm not jumping into a 10,000 episode anime. Nope. Um, I want you to do your next one because I think I know what it is and one of mine kind of relates to it. Okay, perfect. So my second one, um, I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm going to do it. Shout it from the rooftops. I I know. Yeah. Okay. This is what I thought it was. (laughs) I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and I'm going to get so much hate. You are. I know I will. Sasuke sucks. (laughs) Point. (laughs) Point. Blank. I think he is the worst character in Naruto, and I know. <laughs> I everyone shits on Sakura, but at least she was loyal to the goddamn village and cared about Naruto. At least you know later in the series, she kinda, like she kind of messed up halfway through Shippuden, where she told Naruto, "I love you." But anyways, um, characters have flaws. Sasuke has too many. Sasuke only cared about one thing, and it was him fucking self. Motherfucker had no regard for anyone else in the show or how Sakura or Naruto would feel about him going a rogue. And then, and then, okay, and then he comes back and thinks he can be Hokage after all the shit he did? Hell no. How delusional can you fucking be? The whole thing made me so unnervingly mad i was like (laughs) so i watched this with you and you have been worked up about this for a long time yes like i don't honestly in i didn't watch boruto so don't like i don't know much about it but i don't get how they how sakura and sasuke even ended up together he has never shown her one sign that he cares about her so like where did that come from you know like huh it's just like oh Sas- like sakura had a crush on sasuke so now they're together would you huh? maybe think that sakura is in fact a leo probably yes and <laughs> sasuke is her shane <laughs> <laughs> she gotta fix him yeah like i can fix him. fix him i can fix him he don't want to be fixed honey <laughs> um oh, yeah that's my number two i would I desperately, I want to watch Boruto with you, but I want to do it on like a friendcation where <laughs> we could really enjoy it yes. with, with extracurricular, the, the one time a year that I partake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is so fucking asinine the way they, he's still the same. They didn't, yeah. like, there's no development and then there's like this cringy like filler boruto where he tries to like connect with his daughter etc oh yeah it's awful (laughs) um i 
So I actually, when I was writing this, I wrote this one down and I was like, this is just the same thing Nettie was going to say. So I wanted you to get that off your chest. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because this is going to kind of go along with that. And we've already touched on this, but Sakura is a better character than Sasuke. Thank you. (laughs) Her arc is far more interesting. Yes. And even that moment where she tells Naruto that she loves him because she feels this guilt that Naruto has put himself through hell all because of this promise that he made her because he's in love with her. That is the most real adult shit. It's not the right thing to do necessarily, but that's a real fucking thing. And trying to make things work with somebody that you don't love because of like a guilt or something like that's like real adult shit. Yeah. That's a far more interesting fucking character point than anything Sasuke gets. Way more interesting. I agree. Yeah. So there, I said it. Um, Let's go ahead. Take uh, one more little five minute break and uh, we'll finish her up. Is that, is that both? Is that our safe word and our unsafe word? Yes. There's a lot to that salmon noise. Um, (laughs) I just love these like breaks and then just coming back to like our random fucking nonsense that comes out of our mouths. It's perfect. I could just do an entire podcast of us just talking. Just goobin. It would be uh it would be something. It'd be entertaining, at least to us. <laughs> <laughs> it would be to us. Uh, maybe even then Dordan would listen to it. Um well, uh, <laughs> wishful thank you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You should uh <laughs> recommend it to some of your coworkers. There you go. Yeah, I could think of one that would love to listen. Um, <laughs> so, did you have any more unpopular, unconventional opinions no, you want to talk was, about? Or You know, Sasuke one was the big one. Because <laughs> I've got one more. Okay, bring it. I've got one more thing that needs to be said. Say it. Shout it. All of Naruto could have been avoided if Shino had gone on the Sasuke recovery mission and I don't know why people don't understand this it is so fucking obvious that the entire series could have been avoided if shino had just gone with them in place of any of the other members or including and i get it's so obvious that's why kishimoto even addresses it because naruto asks if shino is going to come in and they're like no he's on a mission with his dad because he would have busted the whole fucking thing that's why this is literally my favorite tangent that you always go on. Shino's bugs literally would have countered Jirobo, Tayuya, Sakon Anukon, Kitamaru, like all of them. They wouldn't have had a chance. He would have gotten through the barrier. All right, because that's the whole thing. They just needed to get Sasuke. They get held up because of the Jirobo rock barrier. That takes them forever, and you get this cool Shikamaru Shoji chess match pose and flashback. Yeah, 
Shino would have avoided all that. His bugs would have just eaten the fucking wall because it's made out of chakra. <laughs> it would have slowed them down for a total of 0.7 seconds. Then they would have just grabbed Sasuke and then been home. Then Sasuke would have never gotten the curse mark developed. He'd have never fallen into Orochimaru's hands. The whole fucking story would have been pointless. That's all. I'm sorry. I this love has got to be said. Shino is the strongest character in Naruto, bar none. <laughs> I love Fucking that that is insane. one hill. One hill you will die on. It, it makes it, my day. It's not even a, it's a mountain. It's a fucking real mountain with real Shino bugs on it. <laughs> oh, I shoot spider webs made out of chakra that can hold you. Ah, oh, bugs ate them. Sorry. Your fucking spider webs don't do shit against Shino. I guess we're all moving on as a group again. Now it's fucking 5v3. Oh, you split into two people sometimes? Ah, bugs ate you. Sorry. You're inside me? Imagine if Sakon and Nukon went inside Shino. His bugs would have eaten him from the inside out. It would have been the last thing he ever did. You got fucking Kiba over there being looking like a dramatic hero stabbing himself. Shino's bugs would have just been like, oh, food, because they live inside of him, literally. It would have decimated the entire story. Chakra bones from Kim Kimimaru? Eh, no big deal. We'll just eat those. Delicious. Yeah. Shino would have won the tuning exam, by the way. I agree. Would have fucking one shot Gara. Okay. That's a, I'm I'm good. <laughs> It needed to be said. Needed to be said. Needed to get off your chest into the world. Not just me, who you said it to at least once a month. <laughs> Shino is literally smarter than Neji or Shikamaru. He's stronger than like Choji. His jutsu is far. His jutsu eats chakra. It's like the most OP ability. They literally built Pain's strongest fucking path around this ability. And Shino's whole clan. They have a whole clan of people that do this. You could have sent three of his fucking clansmen out there. And they would have just been like, hey, I got Sasuke. And they're like, oh, how far did you go? Like seven steps. They could have saved the third Hokage by eating the barrier. It's okay. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> the most broken fucking ability and they just ignore it to solve all problems. Yep. Did that scene of Madara where he's like throwing the meteor and you have that whole big like Onki catches it and they're like, what are you going to do about the second one? Yeah. Bugs. They're going to eat him. That's what he's going to do because it's just fucking it's all chakra based. Okay. It's beautiful. <sighs> Don't understand why people just are fighting me on this. She knows the strongest character in all of anime. Stronger than One Punch. Um, yeah, there. It's true. Now he's throwing hands. Not into those <laughs> bugs, he ain't. Um, <laughs> fucking get eaten. Speaking of uh, different animes. <laughs> yes. What do, you, what do you think are like the best animes? Somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, nerdy. I listened to your podcast your interview and you seem very knowledgeable mm -hmm. on the on the anime subject what anime should i watch to get into anime what do you recommend Ooh. good question um let's see i'd say one of my one of my favorites out of the three i have listed um 
first one is one we talked about a lot, which is going to be Soul Eater. Um, it's an awesome one. It's only two seasons, 50 episodes, no filler. Um, it pulls Great you into their selling world. point. Yes. Pulls you into their world super fast with lots of action, drama, plenty of comedy. It is a good mix for anyone who is trying to get into the genre itself. Um, just to show you how different the art style can be. Because I feel like a lot of people look at anime and it's all the same style. But you'll look at Soul Eater and be like, this is a whole different, a whole different thing. And the story is unique. You're not going to get that story anywhere else. Anywhere else, you're not going to get it. Um, yeah, that, that I'd say that's my number one to recommend to anyone. If someone's like, I need an anime to watch Soul Eater. Um, get it all out. Thank you. You're beautiful. <laughs> So <laughs> it's a great. I hope that's in the recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Soul Eater is absolutely a like a top flight. Yes. Entry into anime. Um, so this first one, actually, I kind of surprised myself with picking it because I changed it yesterday. Oh, okay. yeah. Because like I said, I wanted to go through and I maybe I thought about the question a little too abstractly. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was thinking, you know, who is the the group most likely to want to get into anime that isn't already into anime? Yep. And gamers are what came to mind. Like, there's probably a lot of gamers out there that aren't weebs, per se. Right. And having been watching this series right now, I felt like it's the best representation of video gaming meeting anime. And it's currently getting its anime adaptation, and that's solo leveling. Okay. I feel like if you are the traditional RPG, MMORPG gamer, I feel your real option was like Sword Art Online, which I think is a hard, I think that's a harder watch. Where solo leveling is a little bit more adult, it's definitely a lot more gory, and I feel like it represents video gaming within an anime a lot better. So that was kind of my my first one there. I don't know that it's I wouldn't even put it on my like top animes by any means, but I think for a large population of people that maybe don't watch anime but love video games that might be a good way to to get yourself into watching it and understanding how animes work and kind of what they are. Absolutely. Mine kind of goes the exact opposite direction. Ooh, okay, I like it. Let's go. <laughs> so So it's it's multiplayer D-leveling. Yes. <laughs> My first one, yeah, was more actiony, more action packed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's the complete opposite. We're going for the girlies Ooh. or the guys who just like romance anime. Nothing hey, wrong with that you know, either. We want to be loved too. Exactly. Um, so um my number two is gonna be um Toradora. I don't I don't know okay. this one, have you? I, I know which one this is. I haven't yes. watched it. I think I've probably maybe seen some clips with you, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um I'd say that's for the people who like the more romance, more um i don't know slice of life ish kind of anime it's going to be a really good one um for the people just starting out wanting that more drama kind of fun side um again around 50 ish episodes with no filler the timeline isn't too slow it's not super slow burn um and it's all around just a perfect 
star romance series to like get into the genre itself um it still gives you a little goofiness it's not overly etchy like i feel like some anime is and um they don't overly sexualize the main character which i feel like is also important um like we talked about yeah yeah it's just a wholesome very sweet romance anime with lots of drama i love drama so if you are a person who likes to watch those really crappy reality tv romance shows you're gonna love it it's just it's a good time (laughs) so everybody okay yes uh i think that's like a really yeah it you like the premise of mine like a group of people that could be into anime but aren't yeah but yeah you definitely went the opposite direction of me which is great right um all right so going into the next one now for me and we've talked about this one already a few times spy x family i think is one of (laughs) is that on yours that's my next one. Is it okay? So we can talk about it together. <laughs> yes. I feel like Spy X Family, it checks all the boxes. It's yeah. funny. It's cute. It's got a deep story to it as well. It's got great character. Just the characters are so funny and interesting, and you can be so invested. It doesn't ever feel like there's a main character. Yeah. No, I get that. You know, like all of the Forger family feels as relevant to this story as any other. Like they're interchangeable in terms of like how important they are. The premise is just hilarious. Even like explaining it to my wife who does not watch animes. She doesn't watch animes. She doesn't play games like chuckles at some of like the concepts. Yeah, I think. It's an awesome one to start out on. I feel like it's a mix of like the few that we've mentioned. Like it's has action, it has romance, mm-hmm. it has a little bit of everything. Like a slice out of every anime that you could love. A little comedy. Um, I love it. It follows in a very like adorable, wholesome family who's just trying to keep everyone has a secret that they're trying to keep from each other and it ends up being hilarious and adorable and yes it's well done amazing i love it it if you approached animes and you're like these are all the different tropes of anime like themes of animes there is a little slice of pie from each one and that builds by x family yeah there is like obviously like the name it's about itself spy x family like spy tells you there is espionage and cunning and guile and you this like action burn notice kind of like element to it and then family there's this family romance budding love and friend like there's so much to it and then on top of it you have Anya at the school. It's just, it's so cute. It's a great, I could gush about this anime. It's so good. It's so good. It's <laughs> such a good anime. Um, So then we're just down to our last two. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Go ahead. Those are my three. So you're good. Oh, that's right. Cause you started. Um, yeah. So this one's going to be a little weird um, in terms of the caveat that I have for it, but full metal alchemist, not brotherhood and i think that's going to throw a lot of people because everybody that is an anime fan will tell you brotherhood is better and it's 
It is. I agree that Brotherhood is better, but for getting into anime, I feel like the original Full Metal Alchemist is better to watch than Brotherhood. Oh. I feel like if you're unsure about anime and you need things kind of built all maybe a little bit differently, the way that it's layered and what the kind of traditional ending that you might want is full metal is better than brotherhood in that sense. I think brotherhood is the better overall arching placement of this story, but I think full metal has one of the grittiest morality grasping concepts to it. It has three or four of the most heart wrenching scenes in any anime. And you know, I'm talking about Nina Tucker and it i mean just it's so damn well done it's a really good anime it's got really good political tones to it where you kind of have these brothers that work for the government that hate the government and how they're trying to use the government as much as the government is trying to use them i just think it's a really great story And if you're trying to get into anime and you're more accustomed to more traditional storylines, the traditional full metal is going to be an easier watch than Brotherhood. So do it. Do it. Watch these now. Watch these now. (laughs) Get to the topper. So we talked about tropes. We talked about controversial opinions. We talked about our favorite soundtracks. We talked about I mean, everything under the sun, but we haven't yeah. just outright said, what is your top five favorite animes? This is like the hardest thing to do. This, I am <laughs> literally looking at this right now on my, like I printed my notes. Yeah. I'm looking at it and I am still like, I might change all of this as we talk about it. Oh yeah. And it's like. In a week, my opinion might be different. Like, you never know. Yeah, like, this is a very subjective, fluid, but I think, and I'm not even going to, I will put a caveat on mine. I don't think these are the five best animes. Yeah. These are my five favorite that couple with nostalgia and everything else. Yes. If I was locked in a room with only five animes to watch, this is what I would have. Same. Yep. Doesn't mean it's the best ever. It's like I could watch these over and over and over and over again and not get tired of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to? Yeah, I can go first. Oh, you so can... my number. We're gonna go down the list, right? So starting at five. I we can go from five, but I feel like all of these are interchangeable. Like even yeah. just putting them five, four, three, two, one was really hard for me. <laughs> Same. My number one, I feel like, is my number one regardless. Yeah, my one, two is pretty set, but even right now, I'm flip-flopping five and four. That's fair. Yeah. My number five is going to be Fruits Basket. I, oh, okay. It's one I haven't brought up here yet. Yeah. Um, the other ones I've all talked about, but the number five is Fruits Basket. It's a very, like, you think going into it, it's going to be this very wholesome, very, like, 
oh, it's like a it's a romance between like it's a love triangle romance. It's like no, no, wait, wait, three episodes they start trauma dumping real fast. It is <laughs> trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. Like it is so dark, but so sweet and wholesome at the same time. I honestly watched it maybe two years ago and instantly was like, yeah, this is my this is my shit. I love this. Like, I love things that just really dive into dark, deep, crazy trauma shit. Um, and plus the romance, of course. Um, I fell in love with it. And it's, yeah, it's definitely in the top five. I could rewatch it forever. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's, I like, I haven't, I haven't even thought of that anime in a long time. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It's so good. I watched the new one, by the way. I didn't watch the, um, the first one that came out, um, I honestly refused to watch it growing up because I knew I just didn't like the art style. But then when they revamped it and redid it, I was like, oh, the art style so much better. I can give it a chance. And I'm so glad I did. It's so good. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was just sitting here like having a moment to myself at the same time what we're talking about this. Yeah. And I was like, man, what would Dordan's top five be? And then I realized it would just be like high school DXD, knee summer. It would just be hentais. Yeah, fair. Kenojo, <laughs> high school Kenojo. DXD would be the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop out. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Black Butler. <laughs> um, so my number five is, and it's specific, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. There are a lot of Mobile Suit animes, but Mobile Suit Gundam Wing is my number five favorite anime. It is an older anime. Um, Art style is definitely, you know, a product of its time. So if like really good graphics is important to you, it's it's not going to be for you. But I really enjoy the complexity of the five main characters. And again, I am a sucker for like political like backstabbing kind of animes. Like the best part of Game of Thrones to me was everybody vying for the throne, like literally the Game of Thrones. I love when you don't know who's an ally, who's an enemy, what their end goal is, and that you get a lot of in in Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. Also, for the 12-year-old boy inside of you, it's fucking space mechs fighting. Like, come on, it doesn't get any cooler than that. And one of them has a Gatling gun. Come on. Just like, that's automatically cooler. Love. <laughs> I, want a, I haven't seen that one. I want a mech. I want a space mech. You deserve a space mech. Thank you. Worked hard <laughs> my whole life. I don't have a fucking space mech. So what's the point? Yeah. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your next one? My next one, we've talked about a lot. Just Soul Eater. It's my number four. Okay. Love Soul Eater. I talked about it a lot. I don't have to go into it. It's sure. great. I hope that just really nails it in the coffin that you need to go watch it if you have it. Uh, I would agree. I feel like this could be. It, it's not on my list, but it usually could be. It's a great anime. Once you finish it, yeah, I haven't even finished it either. Um, but I I have never watched an episode of Soul Eater where I was like, "Fuck, that was awful." <laughs> that was boring. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't happened. Like the I love the characters. I gotta be honest with you. I kind of have like, 
I, I'm kind of standing Medusa. Oh my god, yeah. Like the murderous mommy, like you know, I got a thing for that. Um, murderous witch mommy. Okay. Yeah, sign me up. With snakes, all right. <laughs> it's like modern day Orochimaru. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> speaking of Orochimaru, my number four is Oji Naruto. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, I think Oji Naruto. I I couldn't classify all of Naruto on here, and I feel like Shippuden is good. But if there was a controversial opinion I didn't put in here, only because my other controversial opinions were all Naruto-based anyways, the <laughs> ending, the Kaguya and war arc of Naruto Shippuden sucks. Yeah. And I think it really undermines everything that Shippuden builds to. Um, putting Kaguya in there is, I think, a terrible decision. I wish they hadn't done it or at least had done it a lot differently. Um, and I think it takes a great story and kind of ruins it. And then also, the, again, we talked about it before, but the inconsequential death and kind of the pain thing and yep. just a lot of it starts to fall flat where OG Naruto, spoiler again, it's a complete story that just doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. And. I love that, especially because it's a shonen. where in the shonen, it usually ends with the good guy winning. It doesn't happen in Naruto. Um, you know, you could make the arguments of Naruto wasn't fighting to kill and Naruto wasn't this. And, and being able to have that discussion, I think, is what makes it a good anime. Yeah. Those, you know, there's like those nuances. But ultimately, it's a great anime. Even though the entire thing could have been seven episodes long if they had Yoshino, but that's okay. Other than that, <laughs> fantastic. Yes. That's my number four. I love it. My number three is going to be erased. Already talked about it. I love it. I love mystery. I love dark. Oh, yeah. And it's just so we're, underrated. We're very in sync here, by the way, in like our theming with the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's ever since I watched it, I've been trying to get every single person I know to watch it. It's just amazing. I love it. That's all. <laughs> um, on that note, my number three is Full Metal uh, uh, Brotherhood. Let's go. And again, there is just some heart wrenching scenes in that. I'm actually not going to talk about them because I feel like if you haven't watched Full Metal, whether you watch the original or Brotherhood, there's like three or four specific scenes that happen in both that need to be experienced. And again, they're dark. It's one of the darkest, just heart-wrenching things. It's awful. <laughs> Even now I'm thinking about it and hating it, but... Great story. I love the characters. I love that there's, you know, even if some of it may be a little predictable, um, I think everything is really well done. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that kind of leads into my number two, like the kind of it might be a little predictable, like the characters might be, but like it kind of throws you for a loop at the same time, which is... um Completely different side of the spectrum, by the way, is going to be Toradora. Mm. My number two. Like, 
you expect these characters to fall in love with who you think they're going to, and then it throws you for a loop, gets you to, like, I don't know. It just gets you to fall in love with these characters in a different way than you expected to. You expected to hate one, but you're like, you warm up to them over time. This whole, it's a giant, like, not a love triangle. It's like a love square. And I don't know. It's just, it's unique. It's a different kind of romance anime that I haven't seen before. Like, I can't compare another one to it. Would you say it's a lot like me, Iodon, Dordan, and Goto? Absolutely. Square? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. I love it. I like it. Um, my number two is Cowboy Bebop. Let's go. I know we've talked about it a lot. It's a great anime. Again, it's got it's got like the right amount of kind of action. You know, you're following. We're talking about fucking space bounty hunters. Like, come on. It's like the most badass typical setup. But you have these absolutely amazing animation style, even for as old as the anime is. You have great characters, even down to um, Edward and Ayn. Ayn being the little dog that they find. Like everybody has like a place on this ship. It's so good. And you have, you know, these mature themes. You have a really building tragic kind of love story for all the characters in their own ways. It. There's no questions left unanswered, which can sometimes happen with larger animes. Yeah. There's no filler in terms of it's just you watch it. It's a short, fairly short series, and it's a complete story start to finish. Yes. And that's my number two. Number two. And now the netty number one. I'm gonna mention my two honorable mentions. Oh, oh nerdy's gosh. got nerdy got I honorable do. mention. Oh shit! I, I totally have those. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have two of them, which I'm gonna okay. mention first. Um, which is Demon Slayer. So I do love Demon Slayer. I don't think you've watched that one either. Nope. Um, definitely a newer anime. Um, I just love the the animation is incredible there's reasons it's won so many awards for animation it's gorgeous the style is so different which is what i love i feel like a lot of anime has very similar style but this one this one similar to like soul eater it's just different in it i love the almost traditional japanese vibe it goes for Mm -hmm. which i i'm obsessed with amazing um yeah, the story's great. Yeah, no filler. It keeps you on your toes all the time. Uh, another kind of shonen, you know, fighting anime, but it just has a place in my heart. I had to mention it. I have a tattoo of it. I I got to put them on. That's true. Lists, you yeah. know. Um, and then my second honorable mention is again. I gotta I gotta give my whole sleeve a little bit of love here. Um, which is um another one I don't think you've watched is uh jibaku shonen hanaka-kun no have not seen it love it like i said i i am not the anime expert compared to you by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination i another one i love i didn't think i would like it so much i actually had kind of a cool story behind this one 
I was at Tropical Smoothie Cafe um, and this little girl saw my car. She's like, oh, your car is so cool. Um, have you watched? Well, she said the English name, which is Toilet Bound Hinako-kun. And I'm like, mm. I have it because the name really throws me off. And she's like, you have to. Like, you will love it. She, she was probably like 13 years old, young. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance just because you complimented my car and you seem like you know your shit. And I watched it the first season. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I like this. It's good. And then I read the manga. And it is honestly such an incredible romance story that is a little bit of a slow burn, but it has so much action between it. It doesn't matter. Like, Shout out to that little 13-year-old girl at Tropical Smoothie. Yes, thank you. You changed my <laughs> life because now I have a giant Hanako-kun tattoo yeah. on my arm. I I love it. It is it's literally my profile picture on Discord. I <laughs> I am obsessed. But yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. Uh I like it. Yeah. You want me to do my honorable mentions or if you have one, yeah. Of course I do. I came prepared. Um <laughs> I definitely didn't just write them out right now. So my first honorable mention is again I want to clarify, I'm talking about original animes here, not any remakes. Although I did hear the remake of this was fairly good. Uh, Trigun is the Ooh. first one. I think it is a great, going back to kind of tropes we love, that dumb, idiot, quirky character. And you hear all these stories about him and how wanted he is. He has this huge bounty on his head. And over the first few episodes, you can't really figure out why you're like why does this guy have a big bounty like he's one he's very nice and doesn't have a mean bone in his body and everything that he succeeds on kind of comes across as dumb luck and as you learn more and more about the complexity of his his background and what he is and isn't capable of and why it comes to be um it's a really cool story. I think it was one of the first animes I ever watched where you get to see that not everybody is who they seem to be. And that, you know, I like when a past follows you and yeah. affects a character. I, I, it, I like that kind of growth in a character. Um, additionally, again, it's got some cool grittiness to it. And, it's got some really cool characters in it as well. Trying the, whole, the classic. Yeah. Yeah. The premise of like an insurance company trying to pay off somebody that's like a liability is I just like it's there's nothing like that in anime right now. Uh, the next one, much newer anime, and it's Ooh. definitely not for everybody, is Hell's Paradise. I think Hell's Paradise is artistically might be the prettiest anime done ever. I love the coloring, the animation, the saturations, the hues they use. Everything is so pretty visually to watch. The concept is very interesting. I love that there is a lot more complexity to it. If you liked Lost, you'll love Hell's Paradise in the sense of there's this mysterious island that seemingly kills everyone that goes there and they have to go explore it. And they use 
criminals to do it. It is very gory. So I know you're not a gore person, nerdy. No. Nope. Um, I would say if you're not into gore, it can be a hard watch at times because the the battle scenes are brutal for sure. So, but if you can get past that, if that's not a thing that you're into, the rest of the story is very cool. The main character comes across one way and then something entirely different happens. And I love that. It's like the switch. Yeah. I think it's so good. The thing with gore anime is that I can read it. Like if I'm reading a manga, I can read it. Mm-hmm. But that's why I've read Chainsaw Man and haven't watched it because it's like I can't. There's so much gore and blood. It, I'd get all queasy. But like reading it, I can read it real quick and turn the page. Like it's yeah, no big deal. You don't have so. to like have it shoved into your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Like, I I can read Parasite, but watching it, I had to turn away. Like, I can't. Like, the sounds, I'm like, no. I will say, I don't think anything in there is so, like, like, it's very just, like, traditional samurai, like, cutting yeah. gore. Like, I don't think anything in there is, like, super awful, but yeah. it starts off with a guy who is unkillable, who wants to die. Gotcha. As a prisoner, and they put him through some pretty gruesome deaths, like trying to kill him, and they right. can't. And it's a great concept to start an anime on. I love that. Because it totally transitions into something completely different. I love it. Maybe I'll have to read it. I know. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Number ones. Salmon fish head drum roll. <laughs> 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 number one <laughs> oh, anime God. nerdy what you Me. got okay do you want to or do you want to save no yeah i'm yeah. ready um ready up so my number one again <gasps> oh my god i can't believe it um just because it just has a special place in my heart is naruto and it's the original the original naruto yep um yeah i mean no surprise there like you said has a complete story and it's great. It's just, we talked about a lot. Good show. Good show. Good show. Show good. Good show. show Moon good. big. Moon big. Good big show. Good. Love the show. We talked how much we love it and our opinions on it. And it's, yeah, it's my absolute favorite. I have three Naruto tattoos and I plan to get more. So uh, that is confirmed. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've hammered Naruto in pretty well here. <laughs> yes. Again, Shino, if he had just gone, I just want to be very... If you don't get a Shino tattoo, I'm going to be so disappointed. Okay, I have to just for you at this point. <laughs> Maybe that'll be like, you know how I have like the manga half sleeve? The other half is going to be only Shino. You know how you have like the the three, like the Kakashi, like the eyes? Yep. and like yep. Yeah, I'm going to get that, but it's all going to just be Shino. It's all Shino. All of them, yeah. They're just Shino. <laughs> just Shino over and over again. Um, oh god, I kind of want to do just like an epic Shino sleeve now. Um, especially because there'll just be lots of dots for all the bugs. Um, <laughs> it's not even complex. I love, yeah. Um, my number one is Bleach, and I know I didn't talk a lot about Bleach kind of through this because I recognize that Bleach has a lot of flaws, there are a lot of unanswered questions 
especially up until recently. So the manga went longer than the anime, obviously. But Bleach was really only recognized in America because of the anime, and it stopped short of the final arc. So a lot of people who were Bleach fans were, you know, if you're not in an area where, I mean, just recently anime and mangas have become readily available for us to get online and that sort of thing. That final arc has a lot of answers, but even that arc is devoid of some stuff. And one of the things that I love about the new anime of Bleach, which is coming out right now, like it's in the middle and it's the thousand year blood war arc is that tight Kubo came back refreshed and he was known to have a lot of problems with Shonen and they butted heads a lot and the product of the, the the quality of the product suffered because of it. And we saw as the bleach manga went on, there was less and less detail, less and less information. Things are coming out. You know, they have deadlines to make. The anime has a lot more content to it. It's beautifully drawn. And so many animes now rely on 3d this and this is no exception, and that's just going to be the future. Like, we have to accept that. This has a good mix of both, and I feel like it's done really well. To me, the nostalgia of Bleach, though, is just really critical. And I will say this to anybody, and this is what I alluded to early in the episode. The first season of Bleach is kind of hard to get through. It's not great. The Soul Society invasion arc, though, is... I think a masterclass in what anime and specifically shonen anime should look like. It's that well done. It has one of the best major plot twists. It's got some of the greatest character developments and this kind of hype around the ending of the first arc where you see Ichigo get stronger and stronger and stronger and how powerful he is. And then just get steamrolled by Renji and Byakuya at the end in this power difference between him and Lieutenant and then Lieutenant and Captain. And you learn about the difference in Shikai and Bankai. So well done. And then the entire series, all you're excited about is seeing every single character, Shikai and Bankai. And these, every character has a sword with different abilities that reflect their personality and Taikubo was so abstract with some of the abilities, and that's what makes it so interesting. I love it. I love it. Wow. Okay, goodbye. Look at us. <laughs> Just hang <Bye>. up. <laughs> You're wet. Bye. You're wet. Bye. Um, so there you go. That's the anime episode. It's done. It's done, Nerdy. We did it. We have been talking about this for uh, more than two days. Yeah. Maybe... Five months. Five months. Yeah, and something we like did that. it. We did it. We got there. I think November is when we started talking about it. So Yeah, long time. What do you have to add? Um, our opinions is all that matters, and that's it. True. <laughs> um our opinions are law. <laughs> for the uh, you know, one day maybe this podcast will catch on. What's your message for the world? Um follow Dark Depot and listen in every <laughs> month, <laughs> monthly. 
Um, monthly. I mean, I was doing like two to three a, a month there at the beginning, and then I kind of hit a yeah. lull. But yeah, it's uh, definitely monthly. Yeah. Are you excited about D&D? Oh my god, I'm so ready. I honestly still have to listen to the last episode, but I know you've talked about D&D a bunch in the previous episodes. Yeah, and baby. I'm so ready for what you come up with for our campaign. And I honestly so hope and am excited to see if you end up making any podcasts about the things we have done. I am pumped. Uh, yes, I can. I will tell you right now, there will be and you'll you'll hear it in the uh, the previous episode, but there is plans to postmortem the sessions. Yeah, in a in a non spoiler way. Yes. Yeah, because I wanted to make sure that you guys could listen to it. I'm so excited. It's gonna be so fun. And I just can't hide it. And if you bring everyone else along the way, I think everyone will also love my character Clementine. I'm excited Please. to uh, see the characters unfold. Yes. Do you want to do you want to give a little description about your character? Just to yeah. Teaser for those that might continue to listen and do the D and D podcast with us. Yes. Yeah, so if you continue, yeah, to follow us along, um, my character's name is Clementine, which has been brought up a few times today, mm-hmm. and she is a she is quite literally a domesticated cat who has been brought to life, uh, like to like a humanoid life. So she is standing on her on her two feet in a little cloak and she's a little sorcerer learning about the world and about human emotions and she's she's literally a cat. She loves fish and she has an obsession with fire. And I think she'll be a nice little quirky fun character to implement into this campaign. It'll be it'll be super is, fun. Uh... She has opened a lot of doors for me as a DM. Yes. On what I can do and what I will do. I'm very excited about that. I I love that we did a a custom race for you. Yeah. And as much as I didn't want to do the work of that, and I granted we did we did it the cheap way with you, I think. Yeah. Um, but I felt like from a workload perspective, it made the most sense. I agree. I'm kind of wishing everybody else asked me to do the same thing but at the same time i'm glad they didn't fair because it makes you unique yeah not that not that uh the old starido would have played anything else other than an elf rogue but (laughs) that's her thing that's her that is her thing we all got our things and then i've got godo's goliath fighter to deal with now that'll be interesting yeah that's gonna it's gonna be a thing it'll be a thing for sure it'll be a thing for sure and you so. got Dordan the Artificer. Good luck with that. Dordan, yeah, that. No, you good luck with that. That's, that <laughs> That's is a problem us, huh? for you to deal with, not me. Oh, God. Yeah, you have fun with that. Good luck to us. Good luck to y'all. And then you've got uh, the <laughs> Fire Ganassi Monk, which... Clementine's going to love. She loves fire. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I've got I've got some stuff in store for, for that if uh, the time comes, so... Yes. That's all we got. That's everything. That's everything. That's it. I um can't thank you all enough for watching and well, not watching. If you watch, you were probably very bored. But thank you for <laughs> listening. Thank you for coming along our anime journey and hearing about what we had to say about anime. Thank you yes. for listening to the soothing sounds of nerdy. 
and thank you for having me. Any socials you want to plug? Um, if I end up doing Twitch, my Twitch is BB Nerdy. Uh, just letters BB and then Nerdy. Um, there you go. I do want to end up starting up again. It's just finding time, but I will a, be there. It's that adult life. It's hard. It is. There you go. Twitch.tv slash BB Nerdy. Go give it a follow. In fact, just start donating money to it. Don't even worry if she streams or not. Just throw money at her. Fair enough. I'll take it. Yeah. And if you have nothing else to give her, you can always give her salmon. A little bit of salmon. <laughs> I think that's all we could do there. Yep. Seems like the right way to end. Absolutely. Absolutely.